You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and there has been uh, progress uh, insofar as arrangements between uh, Irish and Canadian, well, Ontario, educational institutes. And there was the signing of uh, the Colleges Ontario Agreement uh, that took place very recently, and Sheila Flanagan was over from Ireland in order to take care of that. Sheila is the Vice President and Registrar at Dundalk Institute of Technology, and we've chatted with Sheila before on a few items. Sheila, welcome back. It's great to have you here. Great to be back, and it was great to be back in Canada recently as well. So, can fill us in here, um, whichever order. Do you want to? Which order do you want to start with, or where do you want to to, <laughs> to bring us up to speed? Two trips and speed. Speed is the speed is the operative word here. And it was speed. It was speed. Yeah, four days I think on the first trip, which was the middle of the month, the middle of uh, November, and then a three-day trip. uh, The weekend just passed. So I suppose the first trip was organised by the Higher Education Authority in Ireland. uh, And that is the funding agency for all universities uh, in the Republic of Ireland. And the purpose of that trip, actually, was uh, the trip was organised by the HEA and Polytechnics Canada. And the uh, purpose of it was to link with colleges um, on, on the Canadian side who... Uh, cannot uh, in the main award degrees or they certainly can't award to master's level so that we can form pathways uh, whereby students uh, who are undertaking study in Canada might have the opportunity to progress uh, into seamlessly straight on into um an Irish degree program. So the idea was to try and it was a speed dating exercise for the want of a better word. And we had, you know, a very, very busy uh, schedule over a couple of days. We met with uh, five colleges uh, in uh, um, Toronto uh, starting out on uh, November, on Monday, November the 6th, we met with Humber um, uh, hosted us. Uh, so we we met with them. We met uh, um, with um, Georgian College, uh, Seneca were represented there, George Brown, uh, amongst others. And uh, that was an opportunity then for those of us who were traveling with the HEA. So there was myself from uh, Dundalk, uh, TU Dublin, uh, represent, representation from uh, IADT in Dunleary, uh, the Art and Design College. And we had representation from the Technological University of the Shannon. Uh, I think that was it. Um, uh, no, and, and um, Atlantic Technological University. So most of the, the higher level technological universities were present. It was led out by the HEA and the idea was to meet with uh, these colleges to explore the programs that we offer and that they they offer and to begin the process of seeing are there matches that could be made. So uh, so that was the purpose of the HEA trip. So it started in Toronto, uh, moved on to Ottawa and we spent a really good day at Algonquin. And uh, then the group moved on westwards to Vancouver before returning to Ireland I circled back to Toronto at that stage because we have some really good relationships with Seneca and uh, with um, 
uh, George Brown, uh, but uh, also um, we're looking at uh, particular developments uh, in Georgian where we have spent a number of years matching some of our computing programs where we offer four-year uh, honours degree computing programs. So we're hoping to welcome the first students next year to Dundalk uh, from Georgian uh, who have completed a two-year program straight into a degree program and their program year one and two seamlessly matches ours so they don't have to do any sort of bridging or anything like that they can come straight onto the program and continue out and uh, get their degree from us georgian are not in a position to award degrees we can and it's a win-win for everybody so sheila to put things in context here there were changes in Ireland relatively recently, I think, where yes. uh, the, there was the Athlone Institute of Technology, there was Sligo, there was Galway. Yes. There were a variety of what were known as Institute of Technologies, yes. like DKIT. Yes. And as far as I understand it, the government made a, a policy change and um, some of these institutes amalgamated, not That's physically, right. but that geographically, yes. but from a yes. curriculum perspective. Yes. And consequently, they were also upgraded to the point where they could do, as you're saying, as I understand it, that they could award degrees. And does that include postgraduate? Um, they could always award degrees, okay. um, but not all of them. We could award up to doctoral level because we had uh, an alignment with DCU, Dublin City University. Uh, so only the, the classical universities like Trinity, DCU, University of Limerick, uh, Maynooth and so on could award Queens, uh, could award up to what we call level 10, which is PhD level. Uh, the Institutes of Technology could award up to uh, honours degree and then they could award thought masters, but they uh, couldn't venture into the research uh, side of things at all. So this new development, uh, the formation of technological universities uh, enables them to do that. Um, and enables them to, but they still keep their uh, raison d'etre, which is to be, you know, embedded in the region, and working with industry and producing industry uh, um, work-ready graduates. Uh, so that uh, ethos remains, but they've been given the um, ability to award up to level ten. So that's a big change. Yeah. So is that unusual? And the way I ask that question is, in given in line of what you were doing and visiting Canada and you were visiting mm-hmm. what would have been uh, parallel or similar type institutions, yes. being Algonquin, Seneca and those, I take it in Canada, they're at the stage which the Athlone Institute was at in Galway yes. and everyone else yes. was at, and that this change in Ireland is a real bonus. Is it? Um, it is. Well, but, well, uh, as I said earlier, we could always uh, award uh, degrees, uh, but the difference with the Canadian, some of the Canadian colleges they, uh, within the polytech uh, area, uh, they can only award up to diploma. They can't award a, a degree. Okay. Uh, so they have two-year programs, and they're very, very good programs, and they're great students, and they have their facilities and the campuses I visited are eye-wateringly fabulous mm. <laughs> compared to uh, what we have. I have to say, amazing mm-hmm. investment has gone into the and, and the, you know the student numbers are huge. 
uh, but their their frustration is they can't they are prohibited uh, from awarding degrees so so, uh, so hence the link so in this particular case you were signing an agreement and i yes. think that was a, would have been an outcome of the first visit would have been putting the icing on the cake yeah, yes. The, the 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 first visit was organised by the Higher Education Authority, and that was the uh, speed dating, as I said. Uh, the second visit uh, was organised by Enterprise Ireland, and the purpose of that visit was to re-sign the what's known as the Colleges Ontario Agreement. And the purposes of the Ontario, and this has been signed now for five years, and it's a, it's to it's it's basically an MOU that allows uh, students to progress from Canada to Ireland uh, at a particular fee level that is competitive and uh, and straight on to um, degree programmes with us. It, it's to allow for what we call a two plus two arrangement, uh, whereby they uh, do two years in Canada and then on a four-year degree programme, uh, they come into year three of the program and and uh, year three and year four. Uh, in the case of a three year program, they do two years in Canada and one year with us, so it's a two plus one. So, so Sheila, we'll allow for all of that. So but it's broader. It's broader also, Austin. Sorry to, to, yeah, to yeah, interrupt. Yeah, no, it's it's also broader because this time round, uh, you know, the last time we signed this agreement, it was largely around student transfer. Okay. Uh, this time it is about student transfer and progression, providing pathways and progression opportunities. But it's also about um, providing research opportunities as well, because one of the things that has impressed us so much when we visited some of the colleges uh, in Canada, uh, the amazing facilities, the investment by industry, uh, in some of these campuses, you know, there are training centers for the aviation industry, for example, uh, that we saw, I think it was at uh, Algonquin. I visited so many colleges at this stage, uh, I'm forgetting, um, amazing facilities and the, an amazing uh, support from industry. So we feel that, you know, and some of these are global players, uh, particularly in the computing field. So we feel that there's a real opportunity for joint research uh, opportunities. And uh, coincidentally, uh, last Friday, whilst we were in Canada, uh, Ursula von der Leyen from the EU Commission and Justin Trudeau signed uh, another agreement uh, that allows Canada, Canadian colleges and universities, uh, to participate in the EU Horizon Fund, which um, is a 50 billion research fund uh, that is available for applied research projects. So again, part of the thinking on Sunday when we re-signed the, the Colleges Ontario Agreement was that not only are we now in the business of providing pathways for students, but there's also great potential now over the next few years to start working together, the colleges to work together in specific areas of, re of applied research. So Sheila, given that it was a re-signing, and it's been five years around. What yeah. has the interchange been like over the, the last five years? It's been very good. Um, we've had a number of students who've... Uh, we weren't signatories to the original agreement, but I was determined we were going to be there this time. Uh, but we still benefited from it. Uh, but um, there have been, you know, there have been very strong flows uh, across, um, uh, particularly into um, some of the Western universities. 
and uh, and in the areas in, in areas including business, humanities, uh, culinary arts, uh, computing, engineering, uh, very very popular. And the the feedback from staff who have integrated these students into year three of a program uh, is the Canadian students are really good. Uh, they're really good and they want more of them. And it's also, it's very good for us in Ireland to have international students on campus because it develops a real international flavour um, on home ground. So it's it's really, really important. And as you know, Sheila, the, the, the perspective on home ground is that people leave to go elsewhere, not that you have people coming in to avail of the richness that Ireland provides, particularly on an educational level. Um, so uh, then uh, the uh, hope would be, I would take it, that as a result of this agreement, that there would be a greater number of Ontario uh, students who would come and populate all the various colleges in Ireland that are part yes. of the agreement. Yes, and if they undertake undergraduate work, they can stay for a year after graduation. Um, uh, they they can uh, get a visa extension to work uh, in Ireland if they so wish. And if they do a postgrad, a master's or a PhD, they can stay for up to two years. Oh. Uh, yeah. So um, and uh, that's for all international students, yeah, non-EU students. Right. So um, and many of them do. Uh, because they want to get the international work experience as well. Now, you did mention that the agreement also uh, covers the what would be the fees yes. uh, and to make them in some way reasonable. Is it a case then that under this agreement that a Canadian would be charged the same fee as an Irish person or that it is not exorbitantly higher? It's not exorbitantly high. It's not our normal international fees. But even if they were charged full fees, what, what Ireland charges uh, for international fees, it's much lower than most destinations, uh, Austin, I can tell you that much. That's why, you know, we it, we have uh, Ireland as an entity, uh, the Republic of Ireland has done, uh, it's the only good thing that's come out of Brexit, um, um, I, I have to say, because uh, students uh, uh, who previously say, for example, uh, were being charged an EU fee because we have a flat sort of EU fee. Um, uh, can, uh, students from mainland Europe, uh, Britain now is prohibitively expensive for them and they're coming to Ireland instead mm-hmm. if they want to come and learn in a destination that is English speaking. So our, our fee levels are very competitive. Yeah. This raises another issue which I know is a challenge in Ireland at the moment. And that is if you have an influx of students, there's a requirement for student accommodation. Yes. And we all know accommodation is a problem. And while the fees may be affordable, it can often mean now, uh, particularly the closer you get to Dublin. uh, Well, I would imagine in Galway as well, it can be quite expensive, but accommodation is a major problem. It is. It is. Uh, Even, uh, you know, it's not too bad for us uh, we were um, for, for your listeners' benefit um, midway between Dublin and Belfast, um, and certainly some of my colleagues from the technological universities, you know, such as Athlone, uh, Shannon, Letterkenny, Sligo, uh, and so on, uh, Tralee, 
um, I suppose, you know, we're now reaping the benefits of not being in one of the major cities. And when we go out um, to recruit students, be it in Canada or anywhere else, it's one of our selling points uh, that, you know, we have a we have available accommodation and b uh, we have uh, accommodation at a price that is relatively um, reasonable. Um, by comparison, certainly with uh, Dublin, where there's a shortage, and yeah, the the um the the the, the rates are prohibitive. They're they're yes. outrageous, outrageous. Yeah. Um, I know we don't really have to give any out any out uh, housekeeping details out and so far as where anyone needs to go, because given that this program means they've already done two years in in the Canadian college they know where to go to apply and do all those things they do indeed but Sheila it has been very educational and informative catching up and learning on this and um, I want to thank you for taking the time and uh, it's I'm always delighted to be able to share what are uh, great powerful examples of some Irish creativity and how we can benefit and bring what is a small island, island and bring it to the second largest country in the world yeah, it, it, and it's it's always a great joy for me uh, to come across and to to meet with old friends and new. And, and speaking of which, I'd be killed if I didn't mention it. But uh, on my last trip, the weekend just passed, I had our international officer uh, with me, Moya Gallen, and she had uh, not visited before. So I had to get Robert Kearns from Ireland, from Canada Ireland Foundation out to show her. Uh, Ireland Park and she was blown away by it mm-hmm. so uh, it's it's nice to multitask and always find time to do some of the cultural things that are very important as well that are part of any trip uh, really to Canada or to Toronto. And when the Corlec building opens and there's oh. an opportunity to uh, display Irish uh, culture and heritage in that environment it'll be also fantastic. It will be. I saw, I had an update and got a tour of the actual building on this visit and it's going to be something really special. Yeah. For sure. Thanks a million for taking the time. Not at all, Austin. Great to talk as always.